Oh, hold on. <laughs> Just real loud right there. The guys joke on here that this happens all the time, and they're right. It is right. Welcome to From the Front Porch, a conversational podcast about books, small business, and life in the South. God loves the poets more than the saints, Prudence. To suffer is human. To turn it into art is extraordinary. Michelle Hoffman, The Second Ending. I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. And this week, I'm back talking to my mom about books for readers with PG-13 tastes. Before we get started, a thank you to everyone who's been leaving reviews for From the Front Porch on iTunes. iTunes reviews and ratings are how new listeners can find out about From the Front Porch and, as a result, find out about our independent bookstore, too. Here's a recent review from listener Nancy. Thank you. Very thankful for Annie and all her staff for guiding me to great books. I really appreciate all the info you give me as I navigate my reading. P.S. Love your mom. (laughs) Thank you so much, Nancy. If you haven't left a review, all you have to do is open up the podcast app on your phone, look for From the Front Porch, scroll down until you see Write a Review, and then tell us what you think. Your reviews help us spread the word about not only our podcast, but about our small brick-and-mortar business, too. Now back to the show. Hi, Mom. Hi, Annie Sue. Welcome back. It's so fun to be here. You're very beloved by listeners. That's very kind, and it was so much fun to meet some at the Reader Retreat. That's right. Mom and Dad both got to come to the live podcast, which was your first time ever seeing the live podcast? Yes, it was, and it was so (laughs) much fun. I loved it. (laughs) Mom understood all the rom-com tropes. Did Dad? Mm, (laughs) Not so much. (laughs) Not so much. Um, But it was really fun. Uh, A special thank you to whatever kind listeners from, I think, Marietta let you sit with them. I know. That was very nice of them. Uh, I was so kind, and I sadly cannot remember their name because we had reader retreaters there, and we also then opened it up to the public. Exactly. We had two listeners who were Faulkner grads, which was very fun, and then a couple of folks who had driven down from Marietta, some friends from Thomasville. So it was a really fun— It was fun. Tallahassee, all kinds of folks. Big crowd. It was a big crowd. So— Thanks for coming, Mom. I was I was so intrigued because I realized as I was seating you, I thought, they've never been to this before. No, it was super fun. <laughs> we loved it. Good. Well, I'm really glad. So if you are a new listener to From the Front Porch, this is my mom, Susie. Um, hi. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Susie, I feel weird calling you Susie. Your name <laughs> is Mom. Mom was a preschool teacher for— 20 years. 20 years. She worked in children's ministry at our church in Tallahassee. And now she's retired. Mm-hmm. She and dad are retired, living their life in Tallahassee. But mom and dad both, I think, raised us to be readers, even though you like to say that you did not come to reading until later. Uh, that's true. So can you remind listeners who might be new kind of how you fell in love with reading? Well, I mean, obviously, we I read to you and Chet. Yes. A lot. Until you were old. I mean, we always read out loud. It yeah. was fun. You outread me and then <laughs> left me in the dust, and that's what happens. your fault. 
Most of the time, kids get to blame their parents for stuff, but this time I can blame you because you outread me so early. <laughs> but um, actually, when I was 40, mm-hmm. I decided I want to be a reader again. Mm-hmm. And so we were headed to the beach, and I went looking at Barnes & Noble back in the day. Great store, really, it was. in Tallahassee. And I went looking for a book, and I judged the book by its cover, and it was the best thing I ever did. I found At Home in Mitford mm-hmm. by Jan Karen. Totally fell in love with that book. Yep. And read it quick as a wink and then started buying all of them. I have every single one of her books. And I've been to the Mitford Museum. Yes. And so that was it. Yeah. It turned me on to reading again. And I went through phases of the kinds of books I read, which is very I mean, funny. even before, I have a, I have memories before Mitford, but maybe it was after Mitford. But I feel like you were reading self-help, personal growth books. Oh, no, I always did that. Yeah, long before Mitford. And raising children books. Yes. I always did that. Yeah. I always read with regard to either what I was doing in my life, like teaching, mm-hmm. or for raising kids. So I always read those kind of books. So really, you so should it was say— my pleasure reading. Yeah, you should say you fell in love with fiction. Yeah, yeah at 40. maybe that's better. Fell in love with fiction at 40. I also love for you to tell that story because I have friends who sometimes will say— oh my gosh, like I can't imagine reading. My kids are so little. And I just want people to remember that there can be phases to your reading life. That's right. And that you might think you're not a reader, but it's really just your life stage and that's okay. Then that's okay. And thanks for reminding me about all my great books I read for racing, you know, Family Manager. Oh, Family Manager, never forget. Kathy Peel. Yeah. I mean, I was <laughs> always reading about how to be a good mom. And yes. And that counts. Those are books. Okay, that's true. <laughs> Those are books. <laughs> that's true. So it's, you're right. It's falling in love with fiction again. Yeah. At about age 40, and y'all would have been old enough to be reading your own books. Yes, exactly. So, so that makes sense, really. Yeah, it does. Okay, so mom comes on uh, every, probably every quarter, I would say, to talk about what she's reading, or at least we're trying to get her to be on once a quarter, um, because she reads, and I feel like we struggle with this every time, it's not books for sensitive readers, but I think we've settled on kind of more PG-13 or PG lit. Right. Um, Maybe we should say books for empathetic readers. Ooh, that would be good. (laughs) Um, Because mom feels a lot of things. I do. And it's a hard life right now. (laughs) World. <laughs> and so she really <laughs> likes to read books with happy endings, yes. books that are redemptive. I don't think it's fair to say you only like light, oh, no, frothy that's not books. True. That's just not true. But I do think you like books with a redemptive arc, books with hope yes. in them. I think that's probably the through line. And Mom is also featured in our shelf subscription program at the bookshelf. So our shelf subscription program at the bookshelf is like a book of the month club. But what may be makes it a little bit different is that each staffer is responsible for picking a book of the month that is their favorite. I like literary fiction, literary nonfiction. Olivia loves mysteries and thrillers and suspense, maybe with a little bit of sci-fi thrown in. And then Dad has one that is mostly nonfiction, but but some good fiction too. And then Mom and Nancy, Nancy is one of our bookshelf staffers, they share one. Mm-hmm. So they alternate months, and they really do try to pick books that are going to be for readers who may be a little bit wary of language or sex or violence. Mm-hmm. Is that right? I think that's a good description. Okay, so then we have Mom on the show to talk about not just her shelf subscription, but other books that she's been reading. So, Mom, what's the first book you want to talk to us about today? Well, interesting. I was thinking about this because on one of our past shows, we've talked about 
the nonfiction books that I had been reading or historical fiction. Yes. And this time, this is a perfect time for me to be on because this is so, my whole thing is perfect for summer reading. Oh, good. It's it's all fiction. Okay. It's all fiction and it's really good vacation and beach reads. Okay, great. Happy to share. So my first one up is Save What's Left by Elizabeth Castellano. Okay. And... It's her debut novel. Oh, fun. And so it, and I did too. I really did like it. Now, it is a perfect beach read, Mm -hmm. but it's different. Okay. Some people on the cover called it the unbeach read. Oh, interesting. And you would love it because as I was going through my books, I'm like, is she rubbing off on me? Because all of a sudden I've got all these dysfunctional people and all these quirky characters. And so this beach read is set. In a beach community. Okay. Off the coast of Rhode Island, I oh, think. Oh, fun. So it's about a woman named Kathleen. Okay. And her husband is like, I don't remember, maybe a dentist or something, something very successful, okay. but all of a sudden wants to go find himself. Okay. <laughs> and so he he's going to leave her. Oh, wow. Okay. And so she's starting all over in a tiny beach town, looking for time to reflect and rediscover who she is. And instead, she goes, and this is, by the way, all from reading her friends' postcards and Christmas cards from this place that makes it sound so idyllic and so perfect. And so she thinks this is the place to go to recover from yeah, this. And, and this is going to be blissful. Mm-hmm. It's not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so if you've ever spent a lot of time at the beach, which we have, mm-hmm. you can imagine um, the drama that would come from a tiny, think about St. George Island yeah. and those tiny homes that have been there forever. Yes, and people who have lived there forever. So let's say that's kind of what she's got. Okay. She's got this little teeny cottage. All right. And then this ginormous, they call it the sugar cube, is being built next door. And it's breaking every rule and every everything. So now like a McMansion. Yes. And now the little tiny beach town politics become involved. The lady across small the towns st- are small towns, even on the coast, even on the beach. <laughs> and the lady across the street's cantankerous, and uh, but they befriend each other because they're both sort of anti the cube. Okay, and so they start working together, and it's just really fun. And I loved it because I thought it was just so different from your typical boy meets girl, right? Not maybe your standard flops in the sand, right? Romantic comedy or something like that. It's not like that, but it's very light and fun. Did you ever read or have you read anything by Mary Kay Andrews? I think I have. So I wonder maybe if Mary Kay Andrews fans would like this a little bit just yes. for the coastal setting. Yes. And then a little bit of the mess. It even reminds me. And a little bit of fun. Okay. Funny. Remember the book by Lauren Denton mm-hmm. that was set, wasn't it set at either a beach community or a lakeside Many community? Of hers are, and yeah. I love her, you know. Yes. She's- Probably one of my faves. So this kind of sounds a little bit like that. Yes. And so it's there. I can't remember. There might have been a tiny touch of language in it, but sometimes everybody, you get into a book before that happens. One time I actually looked at the page. I'm like, I'm 87 pages in. That is too bad. I'm not starting over. I'm not checking this book. So you just have to roll with the flow a little bit. I really can't remember, but it's not much or I wouldn't have liked it. Right. And so I loved it. Okay. And I think it's a great summer read. It's perfect. That sounds like a great summer book. Okay. So that was Save What's Left. All and right. Next is When in Rome, which you recommended on our last. Podcast. Okay. I'm very intrigued. Okay. 
The cover's gorgeous. The cover's great. The cover's gorgeous. It's another book about a woman looking for a fresh start. Oh. I almost started laughing when I was thinking about my little... <laughs> Mom, do you need to tell us something? I know. <laughs> No, but it was very funny to read. I'm like, oh my goodness, here's another. But this is about Claire, a real estate broker who actually specializes in religious um, buildings or yes, which churches. was such a fascinating career. What well, very, mm-hmm. and so uh, her properties are typically like that. So she's getting ready for her thirtieth college reunion. Mm-hmm. So she's you know middle aged, yeah, for sure. And she gets a call from Rome. Mm. To come, and you've read this. Yes. Okay. She gets a call from Rome to come over and help these this small small group of nuns Mm -hmm. with this property that they need to get ready to sell because yeah they're like dispersing these nuns to to different convents and yeah and so then throughout the book we discover Claire's youthful desire to be a nun Mm -hmm. and how that comes back into play now that she's raised her daughter and her daughter's an adult and she's like, oh, well, hmm, maybe I like this life again. She goes over, she starts working with them and she's thinking, well, I just might want to chuck it all and become a nun now at 52. Which would make for a great book. It really would. But that's not the... (laughs) But that's... But... (laughs) She raised her daughter, and she comes across her old high school boyfriend, Marcus, Mm -hmm. who's really her one true love. Yes. So he's back in the picture, and okay. Yeah, so the book is like a love triangle almost between Marcus and the convent. And and, and her Uh, spiritual life and and her physical love life. Yes. And raising her daughter. Yeah. I loved it. The premise is great. The premise is great. Now, I just want to say this. This is just me. I thought it was too slow. No, I'm with you. You were? I was. I really was. When you, I thought part of the reason I wanted you to read it was because I thought, am I just out of practice from reading this kind of book? Right. Because I read a lot of books with, yeah, dysfunctional characters or books with, sometimes I told Jordan, I said, do we just like dark things? Like I was (laughs) telling, I was telling a friend that she needed, she'd never seen Jaws before. And I, and she was like, oh, I've never seen Jaws. I wouldn't want to affect my, my relationship to the beach. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love Jaws. Anyway. I'll never forget my my point is I sometimes like darker things. So I read When in Rome because I loved the cover and I Mm -hmm. thought the premise was great. And then I thought, well, this maybe could have used some refining, but I didn't know if that was just me being kind of a persnickety reader. So I thought it's more your genre. Yeah. And so I sent it to you. But what you're saying is. I did love it. Yeah. I, but I had to some nights mm-hmm. work through and think to myself, really? Cut to the chase. Okay. Well, good. Then I'm not the it's only just one. a little too much, but. I still recommend it. I still do too. And I still recommend it. It was a fun and I love the concept, the idea yes. of the story. The story is is a really I think intriguing one. And I also want to say that he did a wonderful job with description of Rome. Oh, I felt like I was in Rome. And she was, you know, she started running. Yes. And, yes. And it was Did it make I, you want to run? And no, but it made me want to see Rome. <laughs> and I felt yeah. like Okay, he did a really great job with that. There were just parts of it that yeah. I thought, 
Ugh, yeah, it's too slow. Okay, so. well, the, I would agree with that. I thought it was a really charming premise. Yes. And I loved, if you, during the summer, sometimes, especially at the bookshelf, and I'm sure this is true, at libraries and bookstores the world over, but we will get customers saying, oh, I'm headed to X. What book should I read yeah. about it? And so if you are headed to Italy anytime soon, yeah. I do think it's a fun book. Oh, I do too. Book. But I would agree with you that it was maybe yeah, a little just slower. just being honest that yeah. it was just a little slow for me. Yeah. Okay, my next book is another book you recommended. Yes, I am so excited to hear you talk about this okay, one. Okay, the second ending. This does have a little language in it. <laughs> so sorry. That's okay. <laughs> it did. But I was I was already hooked. Okay, yes. Okay, this is a different kind of book. Yes. Don't you think? This is Yes, a- although still a lady trying to figure herself exactly. out. Exactly. <laughs> She's happily married, thank yes. goodness. But so Prudence. Great name. Is a Prudence is a great name. She's a formal, former child prodigy at the piano. Like at, she taught herself how to play the piano at three. Mm-hmm. At three, a genius. And she's a genius, and so she performed at the White House. She appeared on talk shows, but her grandmother, oof, tough character. Yikes! And really was a little exploitive. Uh, exploitative, exploitative. Yes. Of her. Uh, talents and mean, really, and un- not nice. really mean to her. So in her teen years, she felt used mm-hmm. by her cranky grandmother. Yes, and so she runs away from everything, from performing and everything. No but longer performs. How long can you run away with no money? <laughs> so, Isn't that the truth? Yes. So she starts writing jingles. Uh huh. That was so already funny wasn't it to fun? Me. Yeah. Yes. The, I just thought the premise so was she fun. started writing commercial jingles and. Earned a fortune. Mm-hmm. So she's 48 now, and her daughters are off at college, mm-hmm. and she's down in the dumps. Empty nester she's, syndrome. Yes. Oh. Mm. oh. <laughs> and so, sadly, I didn't have uh, <laughs> her musical talents oh, or anything. I thought you were going to say, sadly, I didn't have empty nester no, syndrome. No, I definitely did, but not to this degree. <laughs> I still have empty nester syndrome a little bit. But now I have puppies and grandbabies. Yeah. But anyway, she comes across an opportunity Mm. to play on. I'm just totally seeing this happening today. I could too. Because she has the opportunity to play on this kind of dueling pianos show. Yeah. So from this one guy from Russia who is, it's like a competition. Yes. Like the American Idol or something for piano. Exactly. (laughs) And you know what it reminded me of? I love the movie Music and Lyrics, oh, where yeah. washed up Hugh Grant yes. comes back and tries to play or sing yes, along with, with that, that young hipster. Yeah, kind of Britney Spears inspired. Yes. yes. So it kind of reminded oh, me of Oh, totally. That, and I loved that movie. So anyway, she finally agrees. She doesn't at first, but her husband really isn't encouraging her mm-hmm. because he's a little worried about her. Yeah. And so um, she agrees to compete. Mm-hmm. Well, then comes her... Ex-husband that we never knew about. Yes, adds an element uh, of uh, suspense. Yes, and he comes back kind of accusing her Mm -hmm. of the jingle that made her famous being written by someone else. Yes. And there's there's lots of little twists like that. Oh, yes. Remember the neighbor who is kind of jealous and kind of trying to, I don't know, expose her. There's just all kinds of side characters. Yeah, tons of family drama, if you like it. Mm Mm-hmm. Tons of quirky characters, because Prudence is quirky. Oh, Prudence is quirky. (laughs) Well, with a name like Prudence. I know, you have have to be. be. (laughs) And so, albeit there was a little bit of language in it, it is such a different kind of book. And I think, did this just release? Well, yeah. Well, no. Okay. This is what was funny. 
So it was supposed to release on June 13th as a hardback. Okay. And instead, because I was considering it for my own shelf subscription. Oh, okay. Because I really liked it. I did too. Um, but instead, I want to say it released in May as a paperback original. So the publisher kind of changed their mind, I guess. And Interesting. The, the good news, I think, for readers, I mean, I was a little disappointed by that. I yeah. thought, oh, I think this book was great. And I'm afraid sometimes that paperback originals get a little lost in the yeah. new release shuffle. Yeah. However, I think you and I feel similarly about this. At the beach, I prefer a paperback. Right. So if you're going to take a book to the beach, I actually think this would be a very fun and different kind of beach book. It is. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was happy when I was going over my list of what I had read yeah. since the last time. I thought, all these books are perfect yeah. to take down to the beach with Maybe you. your tastes are changing or being affected by me because I'm hand-selling you books. <laughs> <laughs> you did Because I did one pick this me. one. Yeah. I thought you'd like it. I'm glad you did. Okay. Now, don't laugh. I, I went to the archives. Okay. And I went searching. Speaking of Mitford books, I was going through a little bit of a schlump. <laughs> a reading <laughs> schlump. We're going to start calling them those instead of just the old slump. It just felt like, and I, could, I don't know everybody, there's so much drama and confusion and nastiness going on in our world yeah. constantly that I can't tell you why. Well, what particular world event was happening, but I just wanted to go back to Mitford or Mayberry. Okay. And so fair. I found this book. I went when you Google. went back to your archives, what do you mean? You went to the this internet. This is an old. This, this is, is an, an old, old book. Well, I went to Google. Where'd you get this book, Mom? I don't want to talk about that right now. I, I went to Google. I cannot believe. Well, I did it because I was a little embarrassed. Why? But I went to Google to look for Mitford-like books. Okay. I can't believe you didn't trust me with this, but that's fine. You didn't have to bring that up. <laughs> but since you did, I never mind. I got up my hands on this she book. She found a copy somewhere. Home to Harmony. Betrayed. By, <laughs> by Philip Gully. Okay. Okay. It's, it's Okay, the cover is very— And uh, what does it say right there? In the League with Jan Karen's Mitford series. No, it's not. Oh, it's not? No, it's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's precious. It's cute. Sweet. All right. But no, it's not. The co- You know what the cover reminds me of, which I don't think you've ever read anything by her, Fanny Flagg. Oh, but I should, should You I? really That's should. That's also going back Fried to Fried green archive. tomatoes. Yeah. yeah. You should try those. Oh, I really should. Mm-hmm. That's what it reminds me of. Now, he's a Quaker oh, preacher. The he, author or the— or yeah, the. He's a Quaker minister. Oh, cool. And he's writing about a Quaker minister. Oh, so that's fun. Who goes? So there's a whole series of these. So if you got into this— mm-hmm. And I could totally see me getting into this, but I have too many other things to try to read. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Did this make you want to read the rest of the series? I wouldn't mind if I'm in a schlump again. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't mind picking up another one. Okay. Because if anybody's ever heard of Garrison Keeler. Keeler. Yeah. Okay. Well, he... He's got like a radio show. Yes. He would love this, and it's very much like him. Okay. Okay. Where is it set? It is... Oh, why did you ask me that? I'm sorry. It says it's a small town. I was just wondering, Midwest or... I want to say it's Midwest. Okay. I want to say it's Midwest. Oh, it's got like a little streetscape in the front. Just like Mitford. Oh, yeah. And I do like... Okay, I... This is a fun fact about me. I like a book. Like, it's set spring, summer, fall, winter. It is. I love that, too. And I very much... I really did love it. Short chapters. It's just a small... Everybody, it's a little paperback book mm-hmm. that if you want to buy one for your mom or your grandma, uh-huh. it's perfect. But you didn't mark a ton in here. No, I didn't. I whizzed through it. Yes. Look, and sometimes we just need those kinds of books. I really did. It's fine. And it was perfect. I just whizzed right through it. It was... There's the uh, Sausage Queen on the front. It's really cute. It's Mayberry. <laughs> okay. It's not Mitford. It's Mayberry. It's, okay. Okay. All right. And so I really did... 
I did love it. And guess what? It did just what I needed it to do. Well, sometimes that's all we want. That's right. So no, I didn't mark it a bunch. Book page says Harmony hosts the biggest collection of crusty, lovable characters since James Harriet settled in Yorkshire. And we love that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Intrigued. So I really did like that, but it was... Um, a backlist just, phase. All right. Okay, so now my next book is Summer Stage, which I think just released. It did. By Meg Mitchell Moore, who wrote Vacation Land, which I loved. Was that a shelf subscription of yours last year? Been. I think so, too. And I loved it. She might rank up there with Lauren Denton. Oh, okay. Okay. I really loved Vacation Land, and I really loved this one. Now, this is a little bit different. It's set in a New England in a tiny beach town. Well, it's, it's partly inland and then partly on Block Island mm-hmm. about a family with theatrical backgrounds. All right. Okay. So Amy is the, our mom character. Mm-hmm. She's a former aspiring playwright, and she's now a teacher, mm-hmm. just a regular Joe with her husband, who's an HVAC person. He owns his own business. They live in a small town. And her son is in college, and her daughter, okay, back it up. Amy's brother, Timothy, became a big star. Hollywood big star. Oh, wow. So it's kind of all in the family. Yes. Okay. But Amy had to kind of leave her dreams behind. Amy took care of the family. Oh, okay. There's always one. Yeah. The oldest. (laughs) No. Yes. Yeah, occasionally. And so Amy's daughter, Sam, becomes a TikTok sensation. She was in a play with Uncle Timmy. Oh, and she okay. Scout, I see. And then she became a little Disney sensation. Okay, this is fun. It is fun. Her parents want her home to live a normal life. But then she becomes a TikTok sensation. Now, look, I've never seen this show, but it reminds me of something big brotherly. They all live in a house um, and they're all kind of influencers. Okay. And they're all kind of. Because of Sam, the daughter. Because Sam, that's what she has done. She's gone to New York City, and she lives in this house that sounds Big Brother-esque. And With her family or no? no. Oh, I see. So yeah, she's, she's living like a reality. Strangers I got gotcha. a reality okay. show, and they're hawking their stuff all the time. They're influencers. You know? Yes. All right. And so now she's come home because some scandal happened. Oh, sure. As does in a Big Brother (laughs) situation. So she's come home. Uncle Timmy's come back because he's going to do a play on Block Island. This this is delightful sounding already. I'm very into this. I hated to see it end. I loved this book so much. And she is a great writer. That is great to know. Did you ever read, I do think you would like things by Amy Papel. I've talked about her before. She wrote a book called Limelight where a woman, the main character, is trying to like restart her career and she winds up becoming the handler for like a Justin Bieber type person who goes on Broadway. (laughs) And so it's very funny, charming, and the characters are complicated but really likable. That's this. Yeah. I think you'd like these. Even though... Timothy went through years of, obviously, a Hollywood success story full of himself. A little bit arrogant. Maybe, yeah. You still love him. Mm-hmm. And you st- and Sam, bless her. And you, and you like her. Bless those TikTok influencers. Yes. <laughs> you still wind up liking her. Okay. And she co- tries to come back home and figure out herself. And, and so she has this acting a background. And when the lead, one of the lead characters pulls out of the play at the last minute, oh. she's... The only one who Sam has to fill in. And so she's actually in hiding, but she comes out 
helps them do this. And because of her TikTok influence, which her uncle made fun of as not being a legit. Oh, I see. She gets this huge following to support the play. Okay. Oh, it's so great. It's about family dynamics. It's about forgiving the past. It's about moving forward and together creating something special. So doesn't that just sound yeah. like something I would love? It does. It's got a great, uh, charming cover. It's a beautiful cover for Beach Read. Yeah. Christy Woodson Harvey blurbed it. Do you, oh. do you like her? I don't know. I've never. Oh, she came to the bookshelf a few years, years really? ago. Yeah, she's a great Southern oh, writer. You have to give me some of her, yeah. show me some of her books. Okay. And then if you want a backlist book, Meg Mitchell Moore also wrote Vacation Land. Yes, which I love. Right. And Which um, did you like more? This one. Okay. But like only because this is fresher probably, but I really did love this because it doesn't that's very different it than is. what we normally read. Yes, absolutely. Well, I think you're right. Sometimes, especially during summer, I think when we think of beach read, we do think of a rom-com yes. or somebody like me might occasionally think of a thriller, but it can be hard to have an original sounding that's right. book. And this I think that one does. This wasn't boy meets girl. This wasn't anybody leaving their husband or anything. This was really a great book, and I wish you all could see the cover. It's very pretty. It's great. Okay, and then my last time I was on here, I read a book by Henry Nowen. And so I wanted to get another one by him. So this is just one that I am quite not finished with, but it's called Following Jesus, Finding Our Way Home in an Age of Anxiety. Well, that sounds timely. And I just thought it was. And it oh, it's is. a little book. And it's a little book. His books so far are little books. Mm-hmm. And so I loved it. Okay. And I'm loving it. I'm not com- completely done with it. It's lectures that he's written. I love when you recommend kind of some spiritual. I feel like the last time you were here, you recommended because maybe I had another read one. Of his. his other one, I had just finished The Life of the Beloved. Life of the Beloved. That's right. So that was really good. And I just wanted another one. Okay. And when I saw that title, I picked it. And now I've got a few books for you to order for me. Oh, you're going to order from me? Yes. No, by, um, by a Buddhist monk. Oh, okay. Chet quoted the other day. I'm like, oh, that sounds lovely. He said, Mom, you would love the book. So I've already picked out two. Okay, good. For you to order for me. For next time. <laughs> okay. This is what I'm reading now. Okay. What's the last book then you're going to talk about? I'm going to just briefly talk about another beach read. Mm-hmm. This is by Nancy Thayer. Have you read her before? No, I haven't. All right. And so this is called All the Days of Summer. I feel like people who like Ellen Hildebrand like her. Okay. Wait, am I doing that right? Oh my gosh. I get that. Sorry. This is a bookseller's faux pas. There's Ellen Hildebrand, but then... There's another one who writes nonfiction. I'm so sorry. Everyone is screaming into their phones and radios right now because they know who I mean. <laughs> and they, so anyway, we'll just pretend I didn't say that. But Nancy Thayer. Did you get all the comments? Oh, yeah. It'll be great. I know. I love the comments. Well, Mom, you and I are really Help us out, everybody. This is super. Well, wait, we should mention that last time, okay, this did make me laugh. You had just finished a beautiful book about peach country in Colorado. What was the name of that book? Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. People are yelling into their phones again. Go is the River. Go is the River. Okay. It was my shelf subscription. It it was your shelf subscription. We talked about it on air, and we casually were like, Colorado, peaches. And we got so many really nice emails and DMs. I loved it. And that was really fun, actually. Keep those DMs coming, everybody. (laughs) Mom loves them. But then, okay, this cracked me up because I follow, I know I've talked to you about this before, I follow Moshe Wanunu, and I follow his news account. And he was talking recently, like in the last couple of weeks, about peach production in America. And he was talking oh, about yeah, how South Carolina and Georgia, because we had 
those really late freezes. Yes. Our peach, our peaches are not. No. But then he posted a chart that was like, surprisingly, Georgia isn't the number one peach producer no. in the U.S. It's South, South Carolina. Carolina. So he did the list, but then I saw, sure enough, on the list, I think it, I think they were five, four or five, was Colorado. I could not. That was so shocking And I was like, oh, Mo, I already know because <laughs> of all of our listeners. And then, sure enough, because sometimes he posts people's comments or DMs, yeah. and he posted and said, wow, Colorado has really come out and told me <laughs> that they have a lot of peaches. And I thought, oh, Mo, they also came out and told me. <laughs> so now we have to go to Colorado and try their peaches. I would I love think. that. Yeah. I think say pick a date. <laughs> I would love I that. I think that'd be so fun. Okay. I do too. So All right. anyway, that so I do love the comments. Yes, yeah, they're they are fun. People so, are nice. So I'm reading this right now, just kind of got started. What's the it, name of it again? All the days of summer. All right. It's and got it's, a great cover. It's beachy. A, another beautiful cover. It's about another marriage gone sour. All right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but uh, what? It, where is it set? Because it's, it's Nantucket. Great. Love it. That's Already why, and sold. You are going to love it because Heather Willett decides she wants, her son is graduating from college. Mm -hmm. She's been sticking with her. And let me tell y'all something. He is a grumpy puss husband. I mean, he is really <laughs> a piece of work. He's a workaholic, owns his own business. I'm sorry to say that it didn't work out okay. for them, but... She needs some space. So right mm -hmm. now, I'm just getting started. So right now, her girlfriend has helped her find sort of a kind of tiny, rundown, maybe a little bit um, overgrown, tiny cottage on Nantucket okay. to go for a few months to just sort of chill. Mm -hmm. Well, unbeknownst to her, the son who's supposed to come home and help his daddy run the business is picking his girlfriend's daddy to go run his business. Oh, dear. Guess where? Nantucket. On Nantucket. Oh, of course. So now his mother's going to be there. Okay. And he's there with his new girlfriend and all of her and family. And her family. And a huge construction business. I do feel sorry for the husband, the rotten husband who's left at home to run his business all alone, even though he's grumpy. <laughs> and so now I'm just kind of getting into this, but there's some butting heads between Heather, the mom, Heather, mm -hmm. and the girlfriend. And I don't know where this is going to lead yet because I'm just getting started. Do you like what you've read? Yes, I do. Okay. And it'll be another great beach read. You're not reading these on the beach, or are you? I did go Sunday. Oh, okay. And I took this with me and got started on it. Okay, good. Because I think that's what, when we say beach read, we obviously would prefer to be reading at the beach of always. Course. But you can read it on your porch swing, that's which is right. where I normally do all my reading. Yes. And you can You can pretend you're there. <laughs> and, and just, because some of these writers are so, They're so talented, mm -hmm. I just want this cottage in this book. Right. I really do, when you said Nantucket and earlier you were talking about the book set in Rhode Island, I really do love books set on the Northeastern. Uh, coast. And I think that's just because it's so different it is. from where we get to go. I love where we get to go. Oh, of course. But in my in my brain, the ideal temperature is long sleeve t-shirt with shorts. I know. And that we don't get A that here. Sweater on the beach <laughs> is and so awesome. I just I think people in Nantucket get that. <laughs> well, I will tell you a little funny thing about that. The first book I mentioned, mm -hmm. where it's off the coast of Rhode Island, yes. that felt St. George Island to me. Oh wow. It felt like Oh, because of the small town. And because of the big monstrosity being built, yes. overshadowing it. Uh-huh. But the description of this one feels very Nantucket. New England. Yes. Very New England. Very New England. Okay. Okay. Well, that's a fun, fun little stack, Mom. 
Thank you. I actually, I do have one recommendation for you. Oh, good. Um, because I just finished. Now, I listened to the audiobook. Okay. But I do wish I had the physical copy. And Jordan and I listened to it together on a road trip. And I thought, Mom would really like this. And it's Gretchen Rubin's new book, Life in Five Senses. Oh, I have all of her books. So yes. I just don't have that one yet. You and I, that is one way the... Annie, Susie, Venn diagram overlaps, Mm -hmm. I think, is some of those self-help personal growth books. Um, I think I inherited your appreciation for some of them. She writes really good. I love her writing. Well-researched, practical Mm -hmm. nonfiction we liked listening to it because she read it. Yes, she oh, read it. I might like to listen. So to it's it a too. fun. It's a fun audiobook because she reads it, and I like her. You know, she came to the bookshelf years Dad, ago. Guess what? This is so funny. Dad's cleaning out his pictures uh-huh. because I told him I'm not going to pay for Google <laughs> pictures. I said you got to go clear them out. And he came. He went. Who is this? Just this morning, oh, in the porch swing. Who is this? I went. That's Gretchen Rubin. She's a famous author. She came to and the bookshelf she came for one book. Yeah, which was. Honestly, I don't huge. think Tom, I don't think Thomas will realize what a big deal that was. She was huge. <laughs> it was a big deal. And she came to do the happiness project. Well, it was very young in your bookshelf. Yes, it was early it's in my like tenure. People might not have thought you knew <laughs> right. who you were getting. Right. I I just think she was so great and she was lovely in person. I have to have her book because I have all of her books. Okay, Gretchen, plus, if you're listening, <laughs> I have all of your books. And her books are beautiful. They like, are beautiful. So this one is great. It's got a great cover. And there are, I'm not going to spoil anything, but when you listen to it, there are some aspects to the cover that she has really thought about because her book is about experiencing life using all five of your senses, already, which I think, I think you would love because she she opens by talking about she had a kind of a health scare about her eyesight. Mm-hmm. And of course, after that moment, she thought to herself, I don't appreciate right. this we're, enough. We're all walking around blindly yes. most of the time. And so she talked about really taking her time to appreciate all five of her senses and engaging all of them. And so as she does in a lot of her other books, she basically launches this project to mm-hmm. get her to focus more, which I think you would love because I, I do think you do a good job of this already. I think Jordan and I loved it because we spend a lot of time in our heads yes. and brains. And so I really loved the reminder to really hear things, to really touch things, right. to really taste things. And a perk for us was that one of the projects she embarked on was to spend a year every day going to the Met Museum. Oh, yes. I follow her on Instagram, okay. so I know that she's been doing that. Yeah. It is like all year, meaning every, every season. Every day, yeah. And, and so she gets to see it. Weather yeah. And- Which I—so we had just been there. Right. And so it wound up being really serendipitous. Yeah. But it's a great—I just read it, and I thought, Mom would really like this. And you know— I have words of the year. Yeah. And so mine is mindful. Oh, yeah. And so I You've think it'll go this. straight along with that. I only wish I'd had... She's a great narrator. Um, she has a podcast, so that's not surprising. But the only reason I wish I had the physical copy is there were things I would have liked to have underlined yes, and, and revisit. Yeah. And that's the only bummer to me sometimes about audiobooks yes. is then I'm like, oh, no, where's that quote? Yeah. Or where's that... And since I have thing. all of her other ones, I have to have it. Yeah. So I'll get that yeah. next time we're at the store. So that's my recommendation. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you, Mom. This has been delightful. Thank you, Annie. This week, What I'm Reading is brought to you by Visit Thomasville. Summer is a wonderful time to see Thomasville, Georgia. If it's time to hit the road for a quick getaway, we're exactly what you're looking for. You can rekindle your spark, explore historical sites, indulge in dining out, shop at amazing independent stores, and finally, relax and unwind. There's no better getaway than Thomasville. Whether you live close by or are just passing through, we hope you'll visit beautiful Thomasville, Georgia. 
it's worth the trip. Plan your visit at thomasvillega.com. We just got done talking about all kinds of great beach books, and I can't help but think two things. Number one, if you are headed to the beach, specifically to the Gulf Coast of Florida or Alabama this year, I think you should plan a pit stop in Thomasville. For many people, Thomasville is kind of sort of on the way to the coast, and so if you're trying to break up your trip at all, I think Thomasville is a great little in-between spot for your family to kind of take a breather, spend the night, and then hit the road, and that way you get to explore some of our restaurants, some of our shops, before heading on to your final destination. Or as mom was talking about, yes, you can read beach reads on the beach, but also you can read them on your porch. And there are so many cute little Airbnbs in Thomasville. In fact, mom and dad and I were just driving around before mom and I recorded this podcast. And my old house, Jordan and our old house, is now an Airbnb and has a great front porch that I do miss. And Reading on that front porch was so fun, and my love of front porches is partly why this podcast is named what it is. So if you are trying to think about coming to visit Thomasville, don't let the heat scare you away. Come visit, stay in an Airbnb, explore the slow Mayberry-esque feel of Thomasville, sit on your front porch, and read a book. I think you will have just the most lovely time. This week, I'm reading Dear Regina by Flannery O'Connor. Mom, what are you reading? Well, we just talked about it. I'm reading All the Days of Summer by Nancy Thayer. Thank you again to our sponsor, Visit Thomasville. Remember, you can plan your upcoming visit at thomasvillega.com. From the Front Porch is a weekly podcast production of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in Thomasville, Georgia. You can follow The Bookshelf's daily happenings on Instagram at bookshelfteville, and all the books from today's episode can be purchased online through our store website, bookshelfthomasville.com. A full transcript of today's episode can be found at fromthefrontporchpodcast.com. Special thanks to Studio D Podcast Production for production of From the Front Porch and for our theme music, which sets the perfect warm and friendly tone for our Thursday conversations. Our executive producers of today's episode are Cammie Tidwell, Chantal Carl, Kate O'Connell, Kristen May, Linda Lee Drost, Martha, Stacy Lau, Chanta Combs, Stephanie Dean, Ashley Farrell, Nicole Marcy, Wendy Jenkins, Lori Johnson, Susan Eulings. Thank you all for your support of From the Front Porch. If you'd like to support From the Front Porch, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Your input helps us make the show even better and reach new listeners. All you have to do is open up the podcast app on your phone, look for From the Front Porch, scroll down until you see write a review and tell us what you think. Or if you're so inclined, you can support us over on Patreon, where we have three levels of support, Front Porch Friends, Book Club Companions, and Bookshelf Benefactors. Each level has an amazing number of benefits like bonus content, access to live events, discounts, and giveaways. Just go to patreon.com forward slash from the front porch. We're so grateful for you, and we look forward to meeting back here next week.